Are you taking a reactive or proactive approach to your taxes? Do you wait until the year is over and hope for the best when tax time comes around? Is your business taking accurate tax deductions and receiving all the tax credits you deserve? Welcome to the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge. Today, we will answer these questions and many more. So sharpen your pencil and take some notes. Now, here is your host, Marcelino Dodge. Good day and welcome to show 61 of the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge, enrolled agent. It is so wonderful to be with you here again today as I get ready to discuss with you in just a few moments about natural disasters and tax scams. How ready are you? Are you ready? Are you prepared? Well, let's uh, look at this in a little bit. In just a few moments, we're going to consider these thoughts. I appreciate the vast worldwide audience listening to this and even those who may be tuning in live as I record this currently on both uh, Facebook and also on YouTube as this video will be available on my YouTube page and on the Cash Tracks financial uh, Facebook page as well. We want to also remind you that if you want to learn more about any of the tax planning services, tax resolution services, if you have trouble with the IRS behind on filing tax returns, oh, the IRS back taxes, I can certainly help you resolve those issues as well, as well as any other year-round services that's offered by Cash Tracks Financial, because that's what makes this podcast possible is Cash Tracks Financial Inc. And the way you can contact me is by email success at cashtracksfinancial.com or give me a call, which is 844-394-4287 or visiting, of course, cashtracksfinancial.com online. I'm also on Facebook, uh, Cash Tracks Financial, and also the YouTube page, which is also Cash Tracks Financial. Because by learning about our various services, we make tax time less taxing as well as work to have you, whether individually or at the business level, pay as little tax as possible. So what we're going to go and get into at this time is the topic that is going to be discussed today, which is natural disasters and tax scams. How ready are you for these? We're going to touch first and begin with the scams because taxpayers have so much information that can get used, abused by those who are seeking out to get your information. There's been so many creative scams over the last few years. We have just not long ago, those who were calling up on the telephone and saying, if you don't pay me right now or send this payment right now, the IRS is going to send the sheriff or police or whoever to your door and arrest you. That was a scam to get you to try to make payments through debit cards or other means. There's also been many scams for uh, phishing emails. They send you an email asking for perhaps information, threatening from the IRS. See, I've gotten similar emails myself as a tax professional, except in my case, what I get sometimes are emails from individuals who claim they want to be uh, clients or they need help with their taxes. But because we have such stringent security policies here within Cash Tracks Financial, I don't click on stuff because one area is, especially here, which is really good, and you need to ask your tax professional this, do they accept tax documents through email? See, what happens with many tax professionals is that 
these emails that sometimes go out trying to get into your system, which I've had several of these over the last couple of years, ones will send me, here's uh, my tax documents. Click on this link to go to my secure uh, Dropbox or other online system to be able to get my documents and review my documents. Well, I, I immediately respond back to these ones and say, uh, sir or madam, these are the policies of Cash Tracks Financial. And thus, I will not click on your link. If you want to use my services, you need to follow our procedures, which includes responding to the invitation we send you for our online portal and you upload your documents to the portal. And see, by doing so, I, I make sure I keep people out of my systems and I keep them the system secure as possible, which is just absolutely vital to do in these times. And so that's just something as a tax professional that I've had to experience and really watch out for in regards to scams. And there's just various things out there. Another area that I personally avoid, because I get a lot of different emails as well, is any e emails for someone offering services of some sort, and all they have is like a free like Gmail account or a free Hotmail account, but they're offering me some type of services. And usually I just click those away as well because I don't know the person and I don't, I'm not sure if they're legit or not. And it's hard to track them down wherever their business is. So anyway, just some little tips to watch out for scams and scams that I've had to watch out for. But as we look at these, how these continue to evolve with the IRS, we got to keep in mind whenever certain methods of communication are used. And these are methods such as, like I early mentioned, email, uh, aggressive telephone calling. Uh, and one of the newest methods that's being used is text messaging. Ones try to imitate the IRS. And with this, they're doing what's known as now called a smishing campaign. And that's targeting you through text messages. And each of us, and we've seen these text messages come through or these messages come through uh, various social media platforms saying that, well, we need to maybe take care of a matter or the IRS is trying to contact us to do uh, take care of certain overdue tax bills. Well, keep in mind, the IRS does not communicate with you directly through uh, email. They do not communicate through telephone, aggressive telephone calls, and they do not right now communicate through text messages. So any of these methods that you get, you receive some type of message or communication where they're trying to imitate the IRS, trying to look like the IRS website or IRS uh, uh, graphics or whatever they look like. You got to be very, very careful and just kind of look and hover and not tap on anything that is going on there. Now, we consider there's many different lures that they too do to try to just get you to come in and try to get you to perhaps uh, provide some of your personal information. Because one area is you got to keep in mind is that the IRS already has usually things like your social security number. They already have your birth date. So if there's a, somebody asking you for this information, you can definitely probably guarantee they are not from the IRS because the IRS is not likely to ask you for your uh, social security number. They do ask you for it when you call them and talk to a live person if they want to confirm your identity. But if they're call, if someone's calling you and it's not an original, not something that you've started previously with the IRS, 
then you got to be very, very cautious and just throw up the red flag and move on. Definitely. Now, keep in mind, they, there's a lot of different lures that are used, such as uh, COVID relief. These Some of these have been used in the past. They still may be trying to do some of this now. There's various tax credits uh, that they want to make sure or claim they want to help you to qualify for and get the maximum credits. Well, watch out for those. And some of these are probably going to pick up more as we get a little closer to tax season. But it's good now to think about this and to be on the watch. That way you don't uh, get caught up in this. Or perhaps they're looking to try to help you set up uh, an IRS account uh, through the through the IDME that the IRS is trying to encourage ones to use to set up their personal accounts with the IRS, which it's it's a little difficult to use. But ironically, this year, after I helped a few clients that needed to set it up to verify their identities, because you get these occasional letters from the IRS saying, please verify your identity before we can send off your refund. It actually went pretty smooth on the individuals that I did. So uh, just keep in mind that if you're going to try to set up your IRS account, don't go through one of these people that are trying to solicit you uh, via one of these methods that I've mentioned. Go to a true tax professional like myself to help you to do that if you feel like you really need some help. Another area which to me is a scam is that I've received a lot of these emails. And actually, I have a lot of these showing up in my spam email now. And these are people who are pushing the employee retention credit. Now, this to me is an absolute biggie because it can affect a lot of areas and a lot of tax returns if people, after the fact, go in and apply for this credit. I'm going to come back to that more in just a little bit. But keep in mind, uh, watch out for those who are trying to get you to to take out or to apply for the employee attention credit. So this area, once again, is very, very huge with the IRS. You need to just keep your keep your eyes open. Watch out for this phishing. They're looking out for personal information to do some identity theft to try to grab your information and basically go make some money. So keep it in mind that the IRS only communicates generally through letters. And if you ignore those letters, it's not a good thing to do uh, which could put you into some tax trouble, but you want to make sure that you do uh, respond to letters from the IRS and genuine letters from the IRS. Now, some of these areas that are sending out in the new area, like say as earlier, a new a newer method, or maybe just going on in the last few months, is through text messages. And at some point, everybody's going to receive one. I've received emails. Uh, I re- I've received a few of those threatening phone calls. I haven't received one of the IRS-themed text messages yet, but like everything else, I'm sure it's going to come at some point. We got to be have our eyes open, be on the watch for such potential scams and to protect our personal information. Now, what happens with these text messages now, what they're doing is that they're sending this text message out to you uh, claiming to be from the IRS with a link in it. And just like a link in an email that you want to avoid clicking on, in the text message, you want to make sure you avoid tapping on that link that is in that text message, especially if it's from someone you don't know, and especially if it's from someone that is imitating the IRS. Keep in mind, IRS does not communicate through text messaging. Now, what happens with these links? If you happen to tap on these links, it takes you to some type of phishing website is one potential result of that. 
which asks you to fill out whatever information. It's probably some type of phishing website that has IRS themed material and really made up to be like a, a copy of the IRS or tried to make look like it's really legitimate, like an IRS website. Just don't click on. If you happen to tap on that on your device, just don't go any farther. You just don't want to mess with it. Another reason why you don't even want to tap on that link is that perhaps they're going to add some type of malicious code to your phone to perhaps try to take over your phone. I mean, we've seen how individuals have taken over various uh, laptops and desktops, but this code, this bad code really can be used to take over your phone and perhaps get in and get your information off of there. So just once again, be very, very suspicious. Be vigilant about any email, any type of message that could be used to imitate the IRS. You just got to be very, very careful on it. Once again, I can't help but stress that enough. Now, the IRS actually does have an email you can use. Uh, it's uh, phishing at irs.gov. I also got that in the description for this particular podcast as well. And when you do this, you and to send this information, you're going to send it from caller ID, whatever number comes on the caller ID if you're called, uh, send a copy of the text message or the email, and possible, of course, send the phone number associated with that or even the email address. And then the date, if you can, the time, and all the information that you can to try to really, really help ones to be able to uh, get this information out. Now, earlier, as I mentioned, I call a lot of these approaches we're getting in regards to the employee retention credit. To me, some of them are very shady and very scam because many times I've I actually talked to one of these just to kind of get information, gather a little bit, and they make it sound all so great. And they, uh, oh, this is like a grant. They make it also sound like, oh, well, the IRS is taking time to process these. So we have a way for you to get some of them to get the money a little bit quicker than the IRS is perhaps doing. And so that just sounds fishy to me. So you, we're going to help you to prepare and file for this credit. Well, my question is, and I didn't really go much farther with them, but there's other areas that fall in with this credit, such as what are the rules in regards to the credit to employee owners of a corporation or a shareholder of a corporation that is also an employee of the corporation, uh, what's their qualification for it? Also, if the corporations file this tax return, which many of them for 2020 or 2021 have filed their tax returns, and then if they go back and apply for the employee retention credit for one of those years, guess what they have to go and do? They have to go back and amend their tax returns in for the time that they're taking the employee retention credit. And so that just creates a whole new mess of worms. Now, I don't know if these people mention anything to individuals or businesses about that, but that is something that could possibly happen. If you go back to 20 or 21, yes, you can still apply for these credits, this employee retention credit, but is it really going to be, is it really worth it? I don't know. Each individual case could be different for some businesses. It could very well be worth it to go back and apply for this credit and to get it, but I wouldn't do it through any of these services that are constantly sending out emails or maybe giving you a phone call. I wouldn't do it. Once again, I would go in and I would talk and just maybe have your tax professional who the person in person or 
service that you use, the firm, uh, maybe look at this and see if you actually do qualify for this credit and really look at it with all of the rules for the credit. Because a lot of the people like I work with are individual owners and that it's real, it's real difficult in some of those areas to look at that credit and see as well as the qualifications that are required for that uh, sales that need to be done and, or loss of sales in 2020 and 2021 in regards to the employee retention credit. So just be very cautious. Make sure if you're going to go and apply for this, just make sure that whoever you're using to do it is a very good, very thorough and asking questions or mentioning things about the potential of having to amend tax returns. So just some excellent reminders for everyone in regards to watching out for scams that are out there. In fact, there are some scams that are so bad and so persistent. And I've done a show on this prior about the IRS dirty dozen. And yes, there's a lot of other things out there that ones try to use to avoid paying taxes just because they don't like paying taxes. But hey, Taxes are just a reality of life and there's excuses that's trying to be done. And at some point, maybe we'll cover the most recent uh, IRS dirty dozen for you. But yet we want to keep in mind that we just keep up with our taxes, we pay them and we'll be good with the IRS. Now, as we're looking to toward other areas here, are we ready for a disaster? We have Hurricane Ian just recently crossed through Florida and affecting the Carolinas there. Now, that's very sad for those individuals that are having to deal with, having to recover. And we all we all just hope for the best with them. Now, one of the provisions the IRS has done in those areas is that they are providing relief because we have coming up just shortly after this, uh, uh, this podcast is released, we have October 17th coming up, which is, which is the deadline for filing taxes if you filed an extension. Now, for those who have not filed, they're going to get up until February 15th of 2023 to file. Now, some payments, though, are still going to, are, are still going to be due because when, when relief is given, it, it excludes payments that were due on April 18th of this year. So hopefully, if ones have made whatever payments they needed to make, hopefully they've made them. Uh, applicable for the 2021 tax year. Now, though, for those who may have some employee, employer-related uh, payments that need to be made and employer-related uh, forms that need to be paid, uh, you have a little bit, you have more time. You have up until February 15th to get those payments made and to also be able to uh, file the, the payroll tax returns. In this case, could be the 941s. Now, we keep in mind that <clears throat> this relief applies to areas that are declared to be disaster areas by the Federal Emergency Management Agency or, or FEMA. And there's an IRS disaster page to look exactly to see if your locality is, is among those that fall within this area of relief. Now, also, if you are in one of these areas where this relief has been granted, you don't have to apply for it anything. That relief is just automatic. So you just go about getting stuff done, get organized, and just get yourself filed by February 15th. What does this stress for us here? This stresses for us that the importance of having some type of emergency preparedness plan. And so how are we going to do that? I mean, because we got various types of disasters. You have like Ian, the hurricanes that hit some areas. You can have earthquakes. Other areas, you can have uh, tornadoes. Uh, 
torrential rains, you can have floods. So how do we prepare in a sense for, for this financially, for tax-wise? Well, some suggestions I'm going to go through here are just are items that we all can look at possibly doing, and such as start by securing and duplicating essential tax and financial documents. How do we secure those? Well, one way is to perhaps set them up in a have copies in waterproof containers in some type of secure space. This could be a safe. This can be something or an area that that's a new that can be very strong. You can also look at having such documentation with a trusted person, someone who you feel you're comfortable with, keep a copy outside of the local area. Because disasters like, you know, like Ian, or if a tornado hits a certain area, if you're out outside of that area, have someone outside of that area of where you are, you can, they can keep your document safe in the event of a disaster. Now, a good a good area to look at now, especially these days, is to perhaps consider as you're making copies, if only what you have is on paper, can you look at perhaps scanning them, getting them into a digital format, having some type of, once again, secure digital location? Because one area we talk about a lot in our business is having off-site backups. Are we, or are we, am I as a tax professional just backing up my system to another disk drive here? Or do I use some type of offsite backup system? And it's so easy nowadays to be able to do this backup with uh, many quality online services that provide the necessary security that is needed and be able to provide you with access to those should you be able to need. Now, most individuals can use services, perhaps like maybe you can use like a Dropbox or a OneDrive, some type of cloud-based storage application to, to store these documents in or copy, electronic copies of these documents. That way, after disaster, you have access to them to be able to, once again, uh, get back on track and get going there. So it's really good to look at making copies. Now, as you're also, as you're considering this, looking at your disaster preparation, being prepared just in case, uh, taking this to the next step, not just your tax documents, your receipts. Um, like I say, I talk about scanning them in. How about your just regular valuables in your home? You want to make sure you document out those valuables. And that's important for tax purposes as well, to have a good documentation of your valuables and have this as, as part of your cloud storage or other area that you're using to keep track of your tax documents. Wow. This detailed inventory of both personal and business contents will be very helpful uh, for insurance purposes. But yet, once again, as I mentioned, it will be very helpful for tax purposes as well. Now, because in some circumstances, you're going to encounter times where you have insurance, but for some reason or some oddity, insurance may not cover everything in related to the disaster, which is why these descriptions, because you want to make sure that with these descriptions that you make, that you get as broad and as big as you can in getting them covered. Now, for some reason, maybe insurance doesn't pick up the total cost. Well, you, you may qualify to get some casualty losses on your tax return, depending on the amounts there are and so on. So just Keep that in mind. It's not just thinking for insurance purposes, it's for tax purposes why you do these. Photos, videos with descriptions would be very good because 
especially when we're dealing with insurance and once again with taxes, we can forget things. We can forget how much clothing we actually have. We can forget uh, about pots and pans and so on in the kitchen. We can forget about certain electronic devices. We can forget about certain things maybe that we don't use every single day or once or twice a week, but if maybe only once every six months or every couple months, we may forget some of these things. So, but if we get good documents and videos of these, we're going to be able to remember about what needs to be done then so that we can make sure and get either the proper amount of insurance claim put in or be able to file the, for the correct amount for our tax return purposes as well. Now, as part of uh, this as well, if you're a business, the same, same holds true with your records. Try to keep as much of them in a digital format and stored not only on-site of your business, but also off-site of your business using some type of cloud storage. But depending on the type of business you are in and business in general, you may want to look like if you're going to use some type of cloud storage, you may want to uh, use something that will really secure your uh, documents. Uh, a very good secure company that can store, especially if you're dealing with the information like we deal with with the cash tracks financial deal with a lot of person person's private personal information and with that information we got to use a, a higher level of security essentially is what we have to do and because of that we 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 pay certain amounts for that level of security not just locally but as well as for our protection for backups and so on. So that's something as a business you need to consider looking at perhaps doing in just general business documents while having a good level of security there for your backup as well as your life. Also, if you are an employer, you're encouraged to make sure and use EFTPS, the Electronic Funds Tax Payment System, directly from the IRS. That is excellent. I've had great success with that in recording, keeping track of payments. Uh, I've had in the 20 years I've basically been using the system, I've had it happen only once or twice where I've actually had to send in a copy of the uh, confirmation notice to the IRS and say, yes, we did make this payment. As well as what's good about EFTPS is that you can go in, you can take a look and see what payments you actually made and for what quarter you actually made them, if you're talking uh, employ, uh, payroll taxes, you can see exactly what you did. You can keep track of it. Also, perhaps if you use some type of payroll provider, like I use a service here as part of my payroll, and what we do is we pre-fund all of the payments. We don't wait till the quarter or we don't wait till the end of the month. We process and we get those amounts from the employer with each payroll. And with those amounts, the IRS amounts are paid. Uh, on a monthly basis or bi-weekly basis, whatever whatever the uh, employer happens to be with their scheduling with the IRS for making the payment. So we get all of that done. And so those are areas, once again, keep in mind and use. If you're in one of these disaster areas or a victim of a disaster, make sure you're using these electronic tools from the IRS to help you to keep track of the payments. Farmers and ranchers, and I have several in my our, my area here where due to extreme drought conditions, you can be, of course, able to uh, take uh, deferral on uh, the sale of cattle. Yes, areas, these are areas that are determined by the National Drought Mitigation Center that where farmers are able to uh, take certain uh, de de deferrals. 
on the sale of cattle. Because every year, as as ranchers go through and update their cattle every so many years, due to a drought, they may be required or they may have to sell, have a forced sale of livestock because of drought conditions, some of their breeding livestock. And so because of this, if it's due to drought, they can defer the gains on those, which is really great benefit. I've done this before for some uh, clients and it's worked out very well. It's just getting the correct documentation to the IRS. You get those deferred. Now, usually there's only four years to replace them and usually not that hard to do, but in some areas, the drought has been persistent and it hasn't been as easy to replace the cattle. So right now, for example, uh, this year, the IRS has actually extended that deferral period for those that sold cattle in 2018. Their replacement period was actually ending on December 31st of 2022. Well, that has now been extended for those who have who filed for that until the end of 2023 to replace those cattle. So a fine, fine uh, extension that the IRS has given for, for, for ranchers to be able to uh, continue to defer that uh, capital gain. Otherwise, they'd have to pay the tax on that gain from that unexpected sale of the capital, which for some can be a very large gain or actually could be double or triple of what they normally have done in prior years. So that deferral is a real good benefit. And I've done that once again, it's for, for ranchers, can turn out to be just a wonderful, wonderful benefit for them. Uh, one other area I'm going to touch on here is that PPP, the Payroll Protection Plan Loan Forgiveness. I want to remind those who took advantage of these loans, which they were great. They provided uh, good relief at a particular time, but the IRS is going to be ramping up and it's going to be important that documentation is kept for five years on this, especially if you had employees. If you're a sole proprietor, eh, you may not really have anything to worry about when it comes to audits, but the IRS could come looking for ones or the SBA maybe. So some loans perhaps were forgiven on misrepresentations. And if you are anyone who anyone who has done this, just beware be, that if you misrepresented, you could be on the IRS radar. You could be on the radar there to have uh, that changed or have something reclassified. Because we keep in mind, when one's got us PPP loans, for them to be properly forgiven, you had to use the proceeds for eligible expenses. And these included items such as payroll, rent, interest on the mortgage, and utilities, which the vast majority of employers, I'm sure, followed the rules and followed the law. And basically, you had to be a small business to qualify, as well as you had to apply for forgiveness. Although in some some of the lower loans, it was like given automatic, but if you were up, up, up to certain amounts, you had to apply for forgiveness as well as you had to sign a disclosure that you used it for eligible expenses. Now, as they go through and check, which there's going to be some follow through on this, if you had a loan and it was inappropriately forgiven because you didn't use it for the qualified expenses, well, you need to be compliant. And what does that mean? Well, what that means is that you, the individual or business who used funds for PPP loan funds for 
items other than what was uh, legal or what was uh, eligible, an eligible expense, you will, if the IRS goes in and catches and reclassifies this, which can happen over the next few years as they go through and look at this, you need to amend your return and include that PPP loan amount in income. And so, and what happens with that, if it gets reclassified as income, guess what? You got failure to report income penalties. You got late payment penalties. Plus you got interest. And thus an amended return and all the penalties that go right along with it. It's something very important to keep in mind and to consider. So please uh, keep that documentation for your PPP loan and be ready just in case, have all your documentation ready to support the fact that you did use the funds for proper use. So yes, as we've gone through today and we looked at a lot of this information, reminders on watching out for scams with the IRS, ones that are imitating the IRS for some reason, they just never get tired of it. They get more and more creative. They're looking for new ways to get onto your information. And that's why as a tax professional, I take client security extremely serious. We have a, a no-click policy here, which basically means if we don't know who's sending it, we don't click on it, we delete the email. And that is something, even if you don't use Cash Tracks Financial to do your taxes, you should be asking questions to your tax professional. What kind of measures do you take to protect my information? And it could be both. Uh, physical measures, and also uh, software measures. What are you taking for online measurements? See, because even here in this office, we take physical means to protect client information, such as uh, locking file cabinets, uh, locking desk drawers wherever client information is located, uh, alarm system in the building. These kind of areas are what we think about and what we use on a regular basis because we don't want our clients to be scammed. We don't want our clients' information to be out there floating around for someone to use and exploit. And so that's what a tax professional can do. But yet you as an individual need to take the take the lead as well, you're personally, and just watch out for these scams. Watch out for any uh, phone calls. Haven't heard the phone calls so much lately, but they could return especially if they're talking about things like student loan uh, relief or that uh, the president put through or approved. So that's something to think about as well. Be watching out for those. Uh, keep in mind, the IRS only communicates through regular mail to you. And sometimes they get a little aggressive when sending you a certified letter if you have ignored them. So just don't ignore the IRS. Watch out for anyone who demands payment, immediate payment from you via email, text message, or telephone. The IRS does not do that. They send you many notices because I've had, once again, many people contact me and say, well, I had so-and-so from the IRS call me. I'm like, well, uh, I look at the record and I say, no, you, you don't have any issues. And they don't have any issues. There's nothing there. So thus they don't do it. They don't have to worry about it. So don't click on any of these uh, deals and emails. Don't tap on anything that shows up in your uh, in your text messages as well. Be very 
Very careful about that. Also, if you're getting solicitations for the employee retention credit for your business, I recommend you really check out any company who claims to be offering help with this. In fact, I would even go to the point of talking to your tax professional or whoever does a tax return regularly or works with your payroll taxes. Talk to them. Get your tax professional involved. Find out if you even qualify, depending on your situation, so that you can make sure you're ready. Make sure disaster-wise that you have proper backups set up. Uh, You can use both physical backups and you can use electronic backups. Use some type of online service to help store some of the documents. If you have a relative or someone that you trust to keep copies of your documents in somewhere outside of the local area, do that as well. That's another valuable way to do it. And keep in mind how important it is to have documentation of your uh, valuables, of what you have in the home, Uh, things that are valuable to you and will need to be replaced or even stuff that cannot be replaced. Just keep a good list of those items. It's very, very valid to have so for both insurance purposes and for tax purposes. If you're an employer, make sure you keep in mind to use like EFTPS uh, to help track any payments you have made. And then of course, make sure if you had a PPP loan, you keep your documentation for five years. And if you have any misrepresentations on there, be aware You could have to come back and report income on your tax return and pay penalties for not properly having a a PPP loan forgiven. And so all of these are just excellent reminders that we provide on a regular basis for all. Because planning for the lowest income taxes paid, client security, all of these are just a big part of the pie that CashTracks Financials offers for you. Because as a tax professional, I really strive to make tax time less taxing. And by working with us, we can help you to minimize tax liability, help you to plan throughout the year, help you to establish goals, uh, have regular meetings, which I have regular meetings with some clients, uh, either monthly or quarterly, depending on the client needs. Through that, we look at the goals. What kind of goals have you established for this year? Where are we wanting to go? Uh, Are we getting there? Are we on target? How's our withholding doing? Or if you're starting a new business, this is also vital. If you're even thinking about starting a business, you need to talk to a tax professional. I don't know how many times I've spoken to individuals who come in after the fact and say, well, I just didn't know what I was doing. Well, who did you talk to? Well, so-and-so over here. Well, whether you're a client of Cash Tracks or not, and you're looking to start a new business, you need to... Highly recommendation here. You need to talk to a tax person. If it's the person currently doing your taxes and you don't feel confident in what they're talking about, you can definitely uh, give us a call. We can set up a meeting and we can do it virtually. That's a great part about being an enrolled agent. I can serve you no matter where you live in the United States. Uh, we do video interviews. Uh, we do calls. Uh, we have a secure portal so you can easily upload documents Uh, secure communication systems within that portal as well. Electronic signatures, which a system working very nicely within that, and even secure uh, electronic signatures with the knowledge-based authorization. So when there's a a tax form or something that needs to be signed, you have to answer some specific questions 
to be able to even see the form. So just keep these points in mind. This is Marcelino Dodge, enrolled agent, here to help you to make tax time less taxing when you work through Cash Tracks Financial. We want to certainly, again, express our appreciation for your listening to this vital information today about both scams and preparing for natural disasters. You can always look on the FEMA website for more information on how to properly prepare for a disaster. So to schedule an appointment here to talk about any of our tax planning, tax resolution, or any of the year-round services offered by Cash Tracks Financial, you can email me. It's success at cashtracksfinancial.com. Give me a call. It's 844-394-4287. Learn all about me and my um, wonderful uh, new tax and accounting assistant here, Cassie Hawkins at cashtracksfinancial.com and schedule your appointment today, which can be, once again, it can be over the phone. It can be virtual through a video conference meeting, or it can be in person, whatever way you'd like to go. We're very flexible and we're ready here to serve you. So once again, I thank you so much today for listening to the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge on the Voice America Business Channel. Thank you for listening to the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. We'll be back again next Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll have more to share next week. Each year, you file taxes, save money, spend money, and run your business. You try to educate yourself and manage as much as you can on your own. But no matter how hard you search, trying to find the solutions right for you can lead to frustration and burnout. The traditional tax filing and bookkeeping approach no longer works. In a perfect world, the tax professional would work with you throughout the year so you have more time and energy to do the things you love. Marcelino Dodge at Cash Tracks Financial believes you should focus on your job and have a partner to support you to take care of everything else. That is why we developed our personal success and business success bundles. Our clients achieve better results because we focus on more than just tax and bookkeeping stuff. We start with a no-cost mutual exploration meeting to determine if our success bundles are right for you. To schedule your free mutual exploration session, call 844-394-4287, email success at cashtracksfinancial.com or visit cashtracksfinancial.com.